0: Hi, and welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. Last week, we talked about being over capacity, and today we're going to look at how to find our rhythm, tips to help you slow down. Let me tell you, y'all, I do not have this all figured out, but boy, has God been growing me in this area. So as we continue to on this examination of a hurried mindset, the scripture for today's episode is taken from Proverbs 23, verse 4. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. You know, sometimes this life we can feel like we have to constantly press on toward the next thing that we're aiming for. And sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's task-oriented, things that we want to accomplish in this life and Sometimes there's discernment to say, it's time to pause. It's time to rest. It doesn't mean you're stopping, but it means you're waiting on God. So the motivation behind our busyness matters. What is the cause of your struggle to find a healthy rhythm in your life? Sometimes our busyness is due to poor planning or maybe due to a perfectionist mentality that does not know when to quit. I raise my hand on that one too. The list could go on and on, but the truth is, we don't have to be in rush mode. We choose to be. This is from my book, Make Up Your Mind, Unlock Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and this is in that hurried mindset chapter. Hurry, we're going to be late. If I had a nickel for every time someone in my family has said that statement, truly I would be a wealthy woman. I really did not want to pass on the traits of running late and rushing around in my children, but try as I might, I still set that pattern. Frankly, it must be in the genes because several of my kids exhibit these traits. The hurried mindset makes sense to me. Time is too precious to waste. Being efficient with our time means we get more out of every minute of life, Even my dad would rise between 3 or 4 in the morning to get more out of his day, so I guess I might chip off the old block. My past life hack was to leave for my destination either right on time or late within 5 minutes. I reasoned no one is ready on time anyway, so punctuality was wasted time. Being on time seemed almost heroic to me until someone told me this, If you're on time, you're late busted. I cringed at the words, the bar was raised, and I did not want to meet it. Y'all, we live in a fast-paced society, and I admit the hurried mindset is one I can struggle with the most. Except the word struggle may be overstating it a bit. At least I think about struggling with it. (laughs) So we give kudos to folks when they are busy, right? Being industrious beats sitting on a couch eating bonbons and watching soaps hands down. But what is driving? all this busyness. Friends, maybe you're asking yourself that right now. Why the rush? And how do I slow down? Once we realize we are over capacity, it can be hard to stop and hard to know how to get back to normal again, whatever that is. Last fall, I had an unhealthy rhythm for an insanely huge workload. But when life kept sending me more and more problems... I did not slow down. I even wrote a Bible study for Make Up Your Mind while I was dealing with long COVID. I'm doing that Bible study online now and so grateful for the work I put into it. It focused me on the things of God when I was struggling physically. But then I had to pause on this podcast when it became apparent I could not function at the same level anymore once my husband was diagnosed with cancer. Life sends us hurdles that will make us have to reevaluate our rhythm, and that's okay. When I finished the two doctorate level classes I was taking in December, I honestly did not know how to function at a lower level. With so many demands, I just went from one task to another. You know, we weren't meant to be human doings. We've probably heard that phrase before or that title, but we can be driven to be human doings when we don't find a rhythm for us that is sustainable and fits with the tasks that God has assigned to us. Two key words there, sustainable, as in truly doable in the amount of time we have each day, and assigned by God. The first step to reestablishing a rhythm that works for us is, number one, to pause. That's right, pause. And I'll say, pause and pray. God, help me to know what you've called me to and what you have not. And I'll often say when I'm praying, I don't want to do any more or any less. You know, and, and sometimes we have this passion inside of us, and we just don't know how to stop. As I shared last week, when when we are called, we feel inspired for that work. It might mean saying no to some really good things if we're not sensing that inspiration from God, that spirit filling from God. Christ regularly demonstrated that his time with God was not rushed. I mean, can you ever picture Jesus picking up his robe and running? <laughs> running from one thing to the next. Christ was in the center of God's will, not man's. Man would have made Christ a political hero with lots of appointments, but Jesus made sure to seek the Father for direction. Luke 6.12 says, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Jesus picked his 12 disciples after that long night of prayer. He was not in a hurried mindset or under pressure like we so often place ourselves. Christ's strength came from the Father, and Christ is our strength. We need to slow down and spend time with him to be able to discern what God has called us to do and to be able to carry it out. Number two, examine. Examine your schedule and realistically look at how you can fit in what you're called to. Ephesians 5, 15, and 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. You know, a spreadsheet, a very practical tool, is helpful for this. I'm a visual person, and it helps me to have something to remind me of what I'm setting out to do. Y'all, I'm forgetful. I mean, I can wake up early and set my day, and then by noon be like, Oh, what's my plan today? But the key to finding our rhythm is we also have to be flexible. Life happens. Boy, does it happen. And can I just say that drama happens. I need some music for that. You know, bum, bum, bum. Drama will crash your rhythm in a heartbeat. Drama in relationships, drama at work. But we get to choose how we deal with drama. It doesn't have to tank our mindset or our rhythm. We might have to temporarily adapt our normal rhythm for necessary conversations, but then need to return to the rhythm we are seeking to create again. We need rhythm. We're creatures of habits, but we need good rhythm. You know what I mean? This is not to say that we don't need to adapt that rhythm and that it can never change. But we need to have a sense of purpose and a plan to carry that purpose out. And our rhythm will never be identical to someone else's, so don't compare. We can get ideas from others of what works for them, but our rhythm is unique to our calling and personality. When my children were little, I had the infamous chore chart on the fridge that was adapted as needed, and then I had my homeschooling and personal schedules to keep my kids and myself on task, that thing was constantly changing, y'all, when things did not work for us. So don't let that bother you if your schedule has to change until you find the rhythm that works for you. And that rhythm will be subject to change continually because we're constantly changing. Currently, I have two courses I'm taking before entering the dissertation phase in my degree program. And some weeks, the workload is intense. I realized I have to plan for that or I will be miserable in those weeks. But I also realized to have a good work-life balance, I needed to figure out my schedule so I could build in time for school, which requires more concentration than other tasks that I can multitask with. So for me, it looks like getting up early on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so when my husband wakes up, I am done with big tasks and focus on him. Am I perfect in this? Absolutely not. But if we have no goal, we'll hit that 100% of the time, right? As we guard our time and life against unnecessary distractions, we're able to develop and protect the new rhythm we're trying to establish. So how do I get up earlier? I honestly ask the Lord to wake me up early on days when I need to, and then I sleep in on the other days. But sometimes I set an alarm because I know sometimes I push myself too hard and I need that rest. Number three, implement your rhythm. 1 John 2:17 says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does, the will of God abides forever. So first and foremost, our rhythm needs Jesus at its core. We need time in God's Word, and we need God to help us to implement our rhythm. So after pausing and praying and examining and evaluating your schedule, it's time to start putting that plan into action. Here are some tools that help me. I mentioned a spreadsheet. And if you want help on that, you can email me, denisepass at denisepass.com. I'd be happy to send you some different examples of what I've done. A reminder app. Uh, This is um, on most phones today. You can input the items you repeat each week and schedule reminders to help you. Now, Honestly, we can see those reminders pop up and just swipe them away, right? (laughs) I had one I had set: get up every hour and walk walk a thousand steps. (laughs) And it would pop up. I'm like, swipe can't do that right now. Swipe can't do that right now. So you have to be accountable to that reminder app and set realistic reminders, you know, so that we can stick to them. And then get buy-in with those whom your schedule impacts, My husband will schedule time for his busy work when I have my busy work. Evidently, there is a name for this crazed, hurried mindset. Who knew? I guess I was too busy to know about it. (laughs) But cardiologists Meyer Friedman and Ray Rosamond coined the term hurry sickness and define it as a continuous struggle, an unremitting attempt to accomplish or achieve more and more things or participate in more and more events in less and less time. Boy, this sounds like they were describing me at one point. And the funny thing is I realized it was a sickness before I learned that this was already something out there, y'all. It can be a sickness. The cost of getting more done in less time is not worth the price we pay, friends. And this is from my book, We Pay With Our Health, Our Relationships, and Our Quality of Life. Unless we learn that balance, it's all right. It's good to be diligent. But this is where the importance and the significance of establishing a healthy rhythm. So number four, develop healthy habits. Our current rhythm was established by habits, but new habits can be formed. Romans 12, 2 reminds us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We don't have to conform to someone else's rhythm, can everyone say, amen. You don't need to do what I'm doing, I don't need to do what you're doing, or anyone else is doing. But... We can transform the way we think about time and seek to let go of the perfect rhythm and be content with what God has willed for us to do in a time we have been given. I think there's been seasons of my life where I felt defeated because I didn't accomplish all those things on my to-do list. Anyone else deal with that? And so I would kind of beat myself up mentally. And then I realized, look, that is like a buffet table I'm setting of a hope that I can accomplish those things. If I accomplish anything, hallelujah, you know? So there's some things that are part of your basic rhythm of living, and there's some things that are goals. And so don't be driven by your goals so it messes up your rhythm. In the chapter on hurried mindsets in my book, Make of Your Mind, I share 10 ways to help restructure our time so the hurried mindset does not take over our lives and we can establish a new rhythm. One of the tips from that list that has been the most significant for me is compartmentalization. So I don't have to be thinking about my to-do list all the time because I've set times for each thing I'm doing. My schedule is compartmentalized toward those endeavors. Some tasks are not daily, but I have a day that they are scheduled for work smarter, not harder. So for instance, as a worship leader at my church, I know there's certain days of the week I have carved out, I'm going to focus on the worship set, I'm going to focus on practicing, etc. But I'm not going to be thinking about that at other times when I'm working on schoolwork. And it frees me up because I know it's on my schedule, I don't have to worry I'm going to forget it. So it will be hard to change the way we've done things especially because we might like all we achieve by being busy. But as we let go of one spinning plate at a time, we can restructure our productivity. Habit changes take time to happen, but they can happen. Finding balance in our lives is increasingly difficult with all the incessant demands in our social media-driven world. When we are always only a phone call or text away, it is hard to find moments of calm. But we can learn how to function at a different speed. Decreasing the hidden triggers that feed the overcommitted lifestyle, we can learn a new approach for life. Again, in that chapter on the hurried mindset, I share triggers that put us into the hurried mindset and tips to get out. Read those, y'all, because you might recognize what is the most significant trigger for you. And sometimes we don't realize that our rhythm fails because of our own doing. For much of my adult life, I've lamented about not having enough time. But God gives us enough time to do His well. We choose what to do with the time He gives, and this humbles me. I'm so intent on wanting to do the will of God that sometimes I miss my need for rest. But there's a sweet place of rest when we pause to discern God's will, recognizing what is ours to do and what isn't. Friends, spend some time in prayer and ask God to help you examine your life to see what you need to let go of and what could be shifted to a lower gear. God will give you the time you need, friend when you give Him your time first. You've been listening to the Sing Deep Podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems.